0: Greetings and welcome to Digging Deeper with Kenneth Frank, where we uncover hidden gems of understanding in the Word of God. Did you know that the word concubine as used in the Old Testament does not bear the same connotation as in modern English? Today it has a rather negative meaning of a mistress or a paramour outside of marriage. However, that was not the meaning of this family institution in Old Testament times. This digging deeper investigates the times of the patriarchs, judges, and kings of Israel to better understand who concubines were and what their place in the family was. Subsection, The Meaning of Concubines the words concubine or concubines appears 39 times in 37 verses in the King James Bible, all in the Old Testament. Adam Clark's commentary on the Bible explains the derivation of our English word, quote, We borrow this word from the Latin compound concubina, from con, together, and cubo, to lie, and apply it solely to a woman cohabiting with a man without being legally married, end of quote. However, that is how the word is understood and used now. The first appearance of this English word in our Bible is the mention of Ruma, the concubine of Abraham's brother Nahor. Quote, And his concubine, whose name was Ruma, she bare also Teba and Gaim and Thahash and Maica. End of quote. Genesis 22, verse 24, King James Version throughout. Understanding the customs of the times will redirect our understanding of this institution from what seems so strange to our Western minds. The Hebrew word for concubine is pelagish. The Cyclopedia of Biblical, Theological, and Ecclesiastical Literature by John McClintock and James Strong provides its definition and derivation. Pelagish, Derivation Uncertain apparently connected with a Greek word used in 2 Samuel 15, 16 in the Greek translation in chapter 20, verse 3, and a Chaldean word used in Daniel 5, 2-3, and verse 23, denotes in the Bible, not a paramour, but only a female conjugally united to a man in a relation inferior to that of the regular wife. End of quote. Adam Clark's commentary in the Bible adds, Quote, the Hebrew word is Pelegesh, which is also a compound term contracted, according to Parkhurst, from Pelag, to divide or share, and Nagash, to approach. Because the husband, in the delicate phrase of the Hebrew tongue, approaches the concubine and shares the bed, etc., of the real wife with her. End of quote. Subsection and issue of status. In Western culture, concubine describes a woman who is not a man's wife, but yet lives with him in a sexual relationship. This was not the case in ancient times. A concubine was a culturally lawful wife of lower rank, who was not wedded with matrimonial ceremonies and solemnities, being inferior to the first wife who was mistress of the house. John Gill's exposition of the Bible explains that she was, quote, not a harlot but a secondary wife, who was under the proper and lawful wife and the sort of a head servant in the family, and chiefly kept for the procreation of children, which was not thought either unlawful or dishonorable in those times, such as was Hagar in Abraham's family, end of quote. Being servants, concubines had no authority in the family. Social status was well defined in ancient times compared to our egalitarian Western culture. Dave Miller, in his Apologetics Press article, Concubines, recently wrote, quote, In a country where social status and barriers are of minimal concern, it is difficult for us to grasp the magnitude of the chasm that existed between classes in ancient cultures, a chasm that stayed with a person throughout life, regardless of advancements along the way, In the quote. What led to the institution of concubinage is explained by Fawcett's Bible Dictionary. Quote The desire of the offspring in the Jew, that is the Israelite, was associated with the hope of the promised Redeemer. This raised concubinage from the character of gross sensuality, which ordinarily it represents, especially when a wife was barren. This, in some degree, palliates, though it does not justify, the concubinage of Nahor, Abraham, and Jacob. The concubine's children were adopted as if they were the wife's own offspring, and the suggestion to the husband often came from the wife herself. Genesis 30. The children were regarded not as illegitimate, but as a supplementary family to that of the wife. End of quote. However, the Cambridge Bible for Colleges and Schools note on um, Genesis 22-24 states, The children of the concubine denote a less intimate tribal relationship than the children of a legal wife, end of quote. These children did not inherit their father's fortune, though he might provide for them with gifts. Subsection, the laws concerning concubines. Polygyny was customary in the East and was tolerated in Old Testament times. The Fawcett Bible Dictionary explains, from the beginning, when man was sinless, it was not so. For God made male and female, that in marriage they twain should be one flesh. Matthew 19, 4-5, and verse 8, end of quote. Polygyny was not God's original intention for humankind. However, the first couple sinned. And as Fawcett elaborates further, quote, In the course of developing corruption, strayed more and more from the original law, God provisionally sanctioned a code which imposed some checks on the prevalent licentiousness and exercised his divine prerogative of overruling man's evil to ultimate good. Such a provisional state was not the best absolutely, but the best under existing circumstances. The enactment was not a license to sin, but a restraint upon existing sin and a witness against the hardness of man's heart. End of quote. Smith's Bible Dictionary comments on who could become a concubine. Quote, A concubine would generally be either, 1. A Hebrew girl bought of her father, 2. A Gentile captive taken in war, 3. A foreign slave bought, or 4. A Canaanitish woman bond or free. The rights of the first two were protected by the law, Exodus 21.7, Deuteronomy 21, 10-14, but the third was unrecognized and the fourth prohibited. Free Hebrew women also might become concubines, end of quote. Fossett's Bible Dictionary notes that concubines were given some protection by law. Quote, The bondmaid or captive was not to be cast away arbitrarily after lust had been gratified. Exodus 21, 7-9, Deuteronomy 21, 10-11, she was protected by legal restraints, whereby she had a kind of secondary marriage relationship to the man. Thus, limits were set within which concubinage was tolerated until the times of this ignorance which God winked at, Acts 17-30, passed by, and Christ restored the original pure code. End of quote. In his mercy, God worked with this less-than-ideal situation to mitigate sin. Don Fleming's Bridgeway Bible Dictionary explains, Moses introduced laws to protect concubines for much the same reason as he introduced laws to protect slaves. Both slavery and concubinage were wrong, but the practices were so deeply rooted that they could not be removed immediately. However, laws could control them and so start a movement that would lead to their eventual removal. Exodus 21, 7-11, Deuteronomy 21, 15-17, end of quote. Subsection, not so from the beginning. Solomon had 700 wives and 300 concubines. 1 Kings 11, 1-3. The Bridgeway Bible Dictionary explains their relevance in the age of the Israelite kings. Quote, God warned Israelite kings against glorifying themselves through building large harems, but most kings ignored his warnings. Deuteronomy 17:15-17, 2 Samuel 15:16, 1 Kings 11:3, 2 Chronicles 11:21. Compare Esther 2:14. People considered the harem to be such a symbol of kingly power that a new king established his claim to the throne by claiming the former king's harem, Second Samuel 3-7, 12, verses 7-8, 16, 20-22, 1 Kings 2, 21-22, end of quote. The People's Dictionary of the Bible by Edwin R. Rice details succession, quote, The right over those of one monarch accrued to his successor so that to seize on any of them was regarded as an overt act of rebellion 2 Samuel 3:7 12 verse 8 1 Kings 2:22 1 Kings 11:3 end of quote Solomon's wives which included his secondary wives concubines turned his heart away from God by their importation of paganism when he married them to cement alliances with nearby peoples the Bridgeway Bible Dictionary describes the resulting family discord, quote, Yet concubines proved to be a source of trouble to Israel's kings. Presence of so many wives and children in the palace created family conflicts. 2 Samuel 3, 2-5, 13, verses 20-22. Compare Genesis 21, 8-10, Judges eight thirty one and 9, 2-5 and the idols that foreign concubines brought into the palace led believers away from God, 1 Kings 11, verse 4. Dave Miller, in his Apologetics Press article, "Concubines" provides us a fitting summary of concubinage. Quote, Nevertheless, awareness of the biblical meaning assigned to the word concubine enables the English reader to understand that Bible characters who possessed concubines, were not guilty of taking mistresses, but were in fact married to them, and not merely engaged in extramarital intimate relations. In any case, the Bible does not sanction the practice of unmarried sexual partners. End of quote. Since Christ's first coming, concubinage has become illicit. Easton's Bible Dictionary affirms, quote, Christianity has restored the sacred institution of marriage to its original character, and concubinage is ranked with the sins of fornication and adultery. Matthew 19, 5-9, 1 Corinthians 7, verse 2, end of quote. God's ideal marriage remains one man united to one woman as it was in the beginning. Matthew 19, 4-5. This has been Digging Deeper with Kenneth Frank. To learn more about the Bible and living a godly life, go to livingeducation at lcgeducation.org, sponsored by The Living Church of God.